Well, good morning, Northlands, and for all of those that are listening with us, welcome to our virtual pulpit. I know we're all missing our people and really looking forward to being back together with you. I want to share a message with you that I believe the Lord has given me and I think will be a word of encouragement. But before we jump in, I want you to remember, maybe as a child or as a parent, a road trip to the beach. And for miles and miles, the question on repeat is, are we there yet? You know what I'm talking about, parents. You hear that. Are we there yet? We're almost there. Are we there yet? But at this stage, there's no sign of the sea. There's just miles of freeway. There's a few cows in the meadows, but we can't see it yet. But our children believe us because we've said we're going to the beach. And the children are excited. They're ready to get out of the car. They want to get out of this place of constraint and use their new buckets that they've bought. They want to put their feet in the sand. They are fully convinced of the promise of the beach that is coming, but it is not yet seen. Let me share with you our key scripture. 1 Kings 18.41 Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of the abundance of rain. And we're going to come back to this in a minute. But this is the scripture that kept coming to mind the last couple of weeks. And I believe there is a word for us in this. I believe there's something that God has for us in this very different season right now. So let me give you a brief background to the story some key takeaways. And then I want to share with you a word that I believe God has given me around this verse. So 1 Kings 18.1 After many days, the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. So Elijah went to show himself to Ahab. Now the famine was severe in Samaria. And Ahab called Obadiah, who was the governor of his house. Now Obadiah feared the Lord. But when, there was, when Jezebel cut off the prophets, Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them by fifties in a cave and fed them with bread and water. So let's take note that this was a time of great famine. There had been no rain for three and a half years. So what a relief when the Lord says to Elijah that rain was coming. Jezebel has just killed the prophets wanting to silence the word of the Lord. Obadiah has taken the hundred prophets, divided them into two camps of 50, hidden them in caves, and is feeding them. He is preserving the mouthpieces of the Lord. Let me take you back one chapter to 1 Kings 17, 1. It says, Now Elisha the Tishbite said to Ahab, As the Lord the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years, except by my word. Elijah has been given the authority by the Lord to withhold rain. Very unpopular at this stage because now there's a drought. But then he's given authority to release the rain by his obedience. So in a sense, he was given the keys of the kingdom to lock and unlock heaven's resources. Just like we have been. We've been given the keys of the kingdom to unlock and lock heaven's resources. But there's something that Elijah needs to do to activate this manifestation of rain. The Lord says, go show yourself to Ahab. And this must have taken great faith for two reasons. First of all, there's a famine. And second of all, Ahab is an evil king and he wants to kill Elijah. So Elijah tells Ahab to summon 400 prophets of the goddess of Asherah and the 450 prophets of Baal 
and prepare a bull to be sacrificed by fire. So now we have 850 prophets of Baal and Asherah against one man, Elijah. That's a tough place to be in. Elijah does the same and he tells them to call on their God for fire to burn their sacrifice bull. And after much pleading and dancing and shouting, there's still no fire. 1 Kings 18.23 Let two bulls be given us. Let them choose one bull for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood, but put no fire on it. I will dress the other bull, lay it on the wood and put no fire on it. Then you call on the name of the Lord your God. I will call on the name of the Lord. And the one who answers by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered, it is well spoken. So they shouted louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears. Midday passed, they continued their frantic prophesying until the time for the evening sacrifice. But there was no response and no one answered, no one paid attention. Let's have a look now what happened to Elijah's sacrificed bull. You've got these people that have been frantically trying to call down fire to prove that their gods are the real ones. Elijah now, it's now his turn. Let's see what happens. And with the stones, Elijah built an altar in the name of the Lord. He made a trench about the altar as great as would contain two measures of seed. He put the wood in order, cut the bull in pieces and laid it on the wood. And he filled four jars with water and put those on the burnt offerings. At the time of the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet came near and said, O Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, let it be known this day that you are the God in Israel and I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. Elijah's in a pretty desperate place here. God has to show himself to be God. He says, hear me, O Lord, hear me that this people may know that you, the Lord, are God and have turned their hearts back to you. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and stones. When all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah said, seize the prophets of Baal, let no one escape. And they seized them and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon. And those prophets were killed by Elijah. So when the people see the fire of God, they acknowledge the true God. Elijah's God hears Elijah's call and he responds to his servant. And our God is the same God and he hears us when we call on him. When we earnestly seek him, he hears us and he responds just as he did in this very drastic moment for Elijah. Let's go back to our key verse. So Elijah said to Ahab, go up and eat and drink, for there is the sound of the abundance of rain. So Elijah heard this rain before he saw the rain. They were still in famine. The ground was dry. The plants were dead. They'd probably lost a lot of their livestock by now. There were no clouds to be seen. But Elijah heard the sound of the abundance of rain. And Elijah's God was speaking to him about something that he could not yet see, but he was hearing it so clearly in his spirit. His ears were hearing rain, but his eyes were seeing only desert. My question to you is, what are you hearing that you're not yet seeing? What are you hearing that you're not yet seeing? You see, in a place of famine, God is talking about rain. He's talking about abundant rain. 
And many times we will hear in the spirit what we do not yet see in the natural. He heard what he could not see. And so by faith, and it took great faith for him to go to Ahab, but he went because God promised him rain if he did. And he believed what the Lord said when nothing about his circumstances even hinted at rain. Some of you can understand what that might feel like. Listen to 1 Kings 18. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. He bowed down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, go up now, look towards the sea. And he went up and looked. There was nothing. Elijah said, go again seven times. And at the seventh time, the servant said, a cloud as small as a man's hand is arising out of the sea. Elijah said, go up, say to Ahab, hit your chariots, go down, lest the rain stop you. In a little while, the heavens were black with windswept clouds, and there was a great rain. Ahab went to Jezreel, the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. He girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Elijah was so expectant that rain was coming that he sent his servant to go and look. And I want you to try and picture this with me. He sent him seven times. He would not take no for an answer. And when I thought about this, I could imagine this poor servant going back and forth and back and forth, sweating, dehydrating. There was nothing, looking desperately to find some sign of rain so he could stop having to run to look for it. I have to wonder if he said, Elijah, why don't you come with me? Maybe there's something I'm not seeing. Come and look with me. But Elijah said, you go look. The rain is coming. And on the seventh time, his servant sees a cloud and then the great rain comes. Let me read from you from James 5:17 because we can listen to stories like this and think, well, this was great. Elijah was a great man of God, great faith. I'm just me in my space right now. But let me tell you what the scripture says about Elijah. Elijah was a man with human frailties, just like all of us. But he prayed. The NIV says he prayed earnestly, which is an idiom of intensity in the classic Greek. He was praying earnestly with great intensity and he received supernatural answers. He actually shut the heavens over the land so there would be no rain for three and a half years. And then he prayed again and the skies opened up over the land so that the rain came again and produced the harvest. Elijah was a man just like us. So there's two questions I want us to consider. And this is where I feel like the story is relevant for us today. Number one, what are you hearing that you're not yet seeing? What are you hearing that you're not yet seeing? What has your father told you that you cannot see right now? Maybe you're in a place at this moment that feels like that long road trip to the beach. There's lots of freeway. You're looking out of the window. You're seeing a couple of cattle, but there's no beach in sight. You're hoping to get there soon because your father has told you what's coming. You see, Elijah heard the rain before he saw it. So I want to encourage you, don't be anxious about what your eyes can or cannot see, but concentrate on what your ears are hearing from God. 
You see, right now, the world is crying out in hopelessness, in fear, in panic, and it's real because the circumstances are difficult. But Jesus is speaking. He's speaking calmly. He's speaking clearly to his people in the middle of this crisis, in the middle of where we're living today. We're not denying the facts, but we're focusing on the truth of what are we hearing from our Father at this time. And I want to say, let's what we're hearing get intense. Let's meditate on it. Let's write it down. Take time to listen. Take time to tell others that want to hear. This is what I'm hearing. This is what I feel the Holy Spirit's whispering to me at this time. You see, it doesn't matter that we don't currently see it. What matters is that we focus on what we're hearing from heaven. I want to encourage you to lean into what you're hearing. Imagine it. Close your eyes. Take time to just pause. God, what are you saying? Picture it in your mind. Smell the beach. Feel the sand between your toes. And then the second question is, what are you doing in response to what you're hearing? You see, Elijah went to see Ahab as commanded by the Lord. And he then went to see, sent his servant to go look for rain. And then he prayed earnestly three things. He went to Ahab, he sent his servant, and he prayed earnestly. Elijah was adding action to what he believed he had heard from the Lord. Revelations 3.22 says, Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the church. John 10.27, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. See, God has things he wants to say to us. He promises that we will hear what his Spirit is saying if we will just listen. You see, Elijah, again, a man just like us, chose to listen to the Lord's voice, and he chose to believe that his God would do what he said he would do. He was intensely focused on what he was hearing in his spirit. And I believe there's an invitation to us to hear his voice. I believe his words want to fall like rain on our lives, on our dreams, on the places that might feel like places of famine, where maybe we're not seeing fruit right now. I believe God wants to rain His living words on our lives. I believe He wants to bring fresh vision onto dry ground. He wants to revive us. He wants to refresh our souls with His truth so that we can see His goodness, so that we can be in a place again where we start to expect the blessing from the Father. Isaiah 44, 3 says, I will pour out on the thirsty land. I will pour water out on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit out on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. So right now, our prayer agendas are being set by what the Holy Spirit is saying. He says, I will pour out on dry ground. I believe there are things right now that we can hear in the spirit and those things that we hear are our blueprint for prayer. We say, well, I don't know what, I don't know how to pray. I don't, I don't know what to say. I would say to you, ask the Lord, what is he saying? And make that your prayer agenda because he does have one for you. You see, our prayer burden is being set by God he, that he's eager to put things right. And I believe he's sending the sound of the abundance of rain 
So let, let that inspire you, what you're hearing from God. Let that inspire you to pray earnestly, to pray with intensity, to bring before the Father the things that He's whispered to you. I believe right now in this season, this is a time of prayer. This is a time for believers to be praying. This is our season to keep praying until we see that visible sign, until we see the cloud the size of a man's hand. And I believe we're going to see things appearing as we, as we bring those prayers to the Lord, as we seek His face. And when we begin to hear, we begin to see what we've been hearing about. I believe that's the time to make preparations because that's the sign that the drought is over. There are things God wants us to hear and there's things that He wants us to see. And in, in this time, again, in many ways, it feels like a famine. It's, it's very strange. There's lack in many places. But I believe we have an opportunity as believers to make this crisis count. God did not bring this about. He is far bigger than this. He has victory over this crisis and He will work all things together for the good of those who love Him. That's His promise to us. And when so much has been silenced, I just want to say to you, it feels like so many things have gone quiet. The news is louder than ever. But so much has been made quiet. I believe our Father's voice, I know our Father's voice has not been silenced. He is still the God who speaks. In fact, I believe it's easier now for us to hear because so many distractions have been removed from our lives. This is a, an amazing opportunity for us to get before the Father and say, God, what are you saying? What are the dreams that you want to revive? And if we will just look and listen, I believe we'll begin to hear His voice and we will begin to see those small clouds. We'll begin to see signs of hope. We will begin to see signs of breakthrough that He wants to show us. I think we, it's so easy to be so focused on what we're not seeing but I believe there are things that He's inviting us to hear before we physically see them. So I want to pray for you. I'm joining you in prayer. I'm praying for me too. I feel like God just wants to open our ears again. I feel like He wants us to hear sounds from heaven and He wants us to activate those by things that He's going to show us. So let's pray together. Father, I thank You, Lord, that You are the God who speaks, Lord. You are the God, Father, who acts on our behalf. And Lord, just as you showed yourself to Elijah, Lord, with fire, you want to show yourself to us. Lord, you want to speak, Father. You want to show us things, Lord, in the Spirit before we ever see them in the natural. And so, Holy Spirit, I just speak over your people, Lord, a season of hearing from you. Father, your word says that we will hear your voice speaking that you are the God who speaks, that we, your sheep, will hear your voice. And so, Lord, we open our hearts and our ears to hear from heaven. And Father, we make a decision today that we will earnestly pray the things that you're giving us to pray. Father, help us to have ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. When I, so when I ask the Lord personally, what is the sound of rain that you're wanting me to hear? I want to share that with you now because I feel like this is what God's calling me to pray into and I invite you to join me in praying this into being if this witnesses with you. Isaiah 44, again, it says, I will pour out my spirit on your offspring. And I believe the rain that is coming is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the younger generation. 
not exclusively, because the Lord says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. God is going to pour out his spirit on all of us. But I feel like there is a strong emphasis on the younger generation right now. I feel like the Lord said there is a great harvest coming and the next generation of leaders won't be so much about the lights and the fame, but they will be known as laid down lovers of Jesus. They will be marked by humility. They will be marked by devotion to their king. And in this time of natural isolation, but I believe the Lord is calling this a time of spiritual incubation. It is a time of incubating new ideas. And I believe God is stripping away the unnecessary and he's rooting the necessary to sustain a move of God and to lead a harvest that is coming. I believe the Lord says he's firmly establishing his presence across the nations. I believe nations across the world are going to experience God's presence like never before. I believe there's coming a depth and simplicity in worship that are going to draw many to the Father's heart. And we're already beginning to see that. I believe greater creativity will lead many to salvation through different mediums, through social media, through authentic delivery of the word in creative ways. I believe the Lord said that business ideas and networking for the kingdom will be birthed in a greater way. And there will be much more collaboration between the different mountains of influence. And this is going to be modeled predominantly by the younger generation. I felt like the Lord said that the role of spiritual mothers and fathers at this time is particularly to hear, is to hear the sound of rain and to point the sons and daughters towards it, to say to them, go and look, because this is what the Lord is saying, pointing them over and over again to what the Lord is saying, pointing them to the word of the Lord, pointing them in the direction that God is speaking to us. It is our role to launch them and to trust them with the new and not to hold on to what we've always done and to what feels comfortable. I believe the Lord said that there is a flood being raised against what the enemy is trying to destroy. And the weapons that are being formed against this next wave of leaders, the Lord says, will not prosper. These weapons of lethargy and confusion are being destroyed and young leaders are regaining a passion for the simple gospel of grace. I believe the Lord says they are coming out of hiding as mighty warriors and they will take down the plans of the enemy. And I believe the Lord said that they will see greater victories than we've seen and they will see victories that we cannot even imagine. And we will begin to recognize a new authority on them. Deuteronomy 32 2 says, Let my teaching fall like rain and my words descend like dew like showers on new grass, like abundant rain on tender plants. I believe the Lord says that this abundant rain is falling on the young leaders, on the tender plants who carry a strong anointing in the Lord. And with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, with the rain that's coming, the new wine is coming to fill new wineskins. This old, this new wine is not for the old wineskins the old way of doing things, even in some places, the current way of doing things. I believe the Lord say, says the new wine is for the new season being ushered in. A great harvest of young people, young entrepreneurs are the next wave that we're going to see. Let's hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I believe this is what God wants us to hear. This is what he wants us to recognize in the spirit. 
if we will open our eyes and see, we will begin to see these new leaders. That be, they're in our midst, but we begin to recognize a greater authority on them. And we will point them to what the word of the Lord is in the direction that the Lord is speaking of. So in closing, let's take this week and write down what we feel the Lord is saying. I want to encourage you to do that. Write down what you believe God is saying to you. And then ask him, are there any action steps that he's asking you to take? What are the action steps? I'm asking the Lord, who are the young people in my midst? Who are the sons and daughters God's given me that I need to ask the Lord for a word for them? What direction do I need to point them into? Because that's what he's given me to do right now. And then I want to say, spend time earnestly praying into what he's told you. Bring it before the Lord. Write it down. Picture it in your minds. But be praying over that. Elijah prayed earnestly for rain. And remember again, he was a man just like us. And we serve a God who hears. We serve a God who loves to speak to those he loves. He loves you. He has good things to say to you. And I believe if we will listen, that God is going to commission you to pray some things into being. Right now, in this season, in this place that might look like famine to you, I believe God says if you will just listen, you will begin to hear the sound of the abundance of rain. God bless you. It's been great to be with you. And I hope this word encourages you to go and seek your Father's face. Thank you so much and have a great Sunday.